Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 85. I feel like we also need music for the beginning of this one. Here comes the bride. Exactly. We need if Mendelsohn. you can find the record, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Today we're going to be looking over marriage records. What we can find in them, where we can find them, um, what kind of information are we going to get out of them, what's useful to us, and what surprises we can find in some of the records we located. But first, I think with all this marriage oh. um we need something fancy to we have drink. some we have some bubbly for our wine this um episode um so i was in um the local wine store and i saw very sparkly do they know bottles. you by name in there no they do don't they, they do don't they don't you sure no. okay um but they have some sparkly wine a sparkly bottle the sparkly label and i was like ooh, sparkly <laughs> and it was <laughs> an italian prosecco Call, and um, the it's um, Barasca, and it, they had several different sparkly, like they had a gold sparkly one, libel, I've and a seen black, these. and a rose, so yeah. it was just really sparkly, They're and beautiful. I was just there. And it was very good wine. It's um, it's a Prosecco, but so it's crisp, it's got green apples, it's got um, white flowers, it's got pears, it's just um, very wonderful. Great. Very wonderful um, for your next celebration or just because it's summertime. So My daughter, I swear, only drinks Prosecco. Does she really? Yeah. Well, you need to buy her a bottle of this. Or bottle three. The, buy her three. The rose, <laughs> the rose <laughs> the gold, and the black. All right. Okay. So maybe we should have a taste test. I don't yeah. Know. All right. Yeah. So anyway. That's our wine for That's this our wine. week. Mm-hmm. The sponsor of today's episode of Genealogy Happy Hour is Newspapers.com, the largest online newspaper archive. Newspapers.com is your ultimate resource for discovering your family's history. Explore more than 800 million newspaper pages in their vast collection spanning three centuries. Newspapers.com is your gateway to exploring the past with papers from the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, and beyond. Trace your family's journey and uncover the extraordinary tales of your ancestors through newspaper stories, birth and marriage announcements, obituaries, photos, and much more. For listeners of today's show, newspapers.com is extending a discount of 20% off on a Publisher Extra subscription. Just use the code HAPPYHOUR at checkout. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. So this episode, we're talking about marriage records. And um, the first thing we need to do is kind of analyze what information we can um, get off the marriage record, what kind of record it is. Is it an original document, or excuse me, original record or derivative? I think we talked about that a little bit in our last episode on death records. You know, is it a photocopy? Is it the, you know, the handwritten? Is it digital out of a computer? We, we need to be aware of what we're looking at and if this isn't really an accurate record of the original record but then of course we're looking for is it primary information or secondary information if we're lucky I mean obviously all of them are going to have primary information for the marriage facts 
but if we're lucky, it might have some secondary information about birth facts, parents' names, um, and uh, where the couple were born, where the parents were born, how old they are, all those sorts of things. Um, we're also looking for direct and indirect evidence um, about the facts of the marriage. Obviously, those are going to be direct, but were they previously married before? Were they divorced? Um, the date and place and case number of the divorce. That's wonderful if that's there. That's really nice. Um, but, you know, if you can't find the prior marriage, sometimes it's good to pull the divorce because then you'll have the, usually in the divorce, we'll have the where the couple got married to, sure, to begin. Sure. So um, so those are things we need to analyze when we look at the actual document itself. You, you know what I think is interesting too is when, um, you know, we always say go through all your records and look at all your stuff. But I I looked at my marriage record and I was like, oh, let me just give this a little go through. And, you know, I was young. I was 23 when we got married. So uh, um, Kev, my husband's... Um, Parents are listed there from both from Kingston, Pennsylvania, is mm -hmm. where they live, and my parents are just listed Ohio and West Virginia. Like, did I not know the town? Did I did Kevin fill this out? I don't know, but mm -hmm. it's probably more that I you gave the information. I didn't know. I, oh, didn't I, know. I, I was just like Ohio, you right. know, like twenty three. Mm -hmm. At that point, how much of us really cared? At that point, <laughs> that's what that's the way I'm I just looking to get at married. it. So. I say to all of you, go back there and take a look at your own marriage license and see. Even the um, signature of our witnesses, who are our best man and maid of honor, our best man, um, has a, a different address than I thought. I was like, I didn't know he ever lived in that state. When, when did that happen? So I'm going to have to ask a little bit about that. There's, there's things so on you, my we definitely very need, own that so we, I didn't Correct. Know. We need to question the informant. <laughs> yes, the informant. <laughs> Ourselves. See what happened. Okay. Yeah. All right. But before we get into to any of that, <laughs> we need to find these things first. We do. We have to find these marriage records. All right. So um, again, you know, that red book is a great reference to check um, the dates of when um, marriages were were recorded in the county when the county was formed or if it's at the state level when the state started collecting those and for how long sometimes states only collected them for a certain period of time mm -hmm. um they're at the county level they went to the archives um so i mean the good news is that their marriage records should be out there because this is a legal means of transferring property yeah. So the, even though we don't have birth and death records going way back, we usually have the marriage records or some sort of, of uh, recorded, um, you know, marriage of a couple because that's how they were going to be transferring property. But I, I, I do have an interesting case in this. Um, my grandparents, when they got married, I could not find a marriage certificate. Right. When I was going, this was 1935. I'm trying to submit for one of the... Um, Settlers and Builders of Ohio, and mm -hmm. had to have marriage certificate. Couldn't find it. I did know what uh, church they belonged to, luckily. And the church was able to look up and send me the record of their marriage. So I had that, mm -hmm. and that's that's what I had to use for mm -hmm. their marriage. But mm -hmm. I have not found an actual A marriage, marriage license, license or mm -hmm. nothing. No, just from the church. So yeah. that's always an option, um, again, if mm -hmm. you know what church your ancestors went to we talked about that and uh looking for a death certificate too right or where they lived if yeah you know, if you know they were 
you know, the denomination. If they're mm-hmm. Catholic, you can look at the, all the Catholic churches in the area and just go around and take and find it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and as for the license, not just the marriage certificate, a lot of times when you call a county, they'll send you um, just a printed certificate that says, you know, that we acknowledge that these, these two couples, they were married on this certain search state in this county. But you have to ask for the application. Now, not mm-hmm. every county is going to have them or give them to you. But, uh, for instance, here in Florida, between 1927 and 1972, there was a separate license that was created. A lot of the county clerks don't even know those exist or don't know where to find them. But they are out there and they're kept separate from the certificates. So they know where the certificates are, the proof of marriage, but they don't know where the um applications are so you always have to ask them for the application as well because the application is what's going to give you all that great genealogical information fingers crossed hopefully it is yeah for sure for sure um so yeah especially you know modern times now um again the county clerks just you know they go on the computer and they're like oh no we don't you know can't find it well you know it was before computers <laughs> it's on microfilm yeah if they have a microphone reader that's even working or a microfish or whatever. So, yeah. um, so you have to be, be nice, be persistent and, but know that it's there first, you know, educate yourself to know what's available mm-hmm. and then ask for it nicely and be patient. So, and not all of them are online. Like I said, you know, very true. You've got to maybe go to the county. A lot of times the counties have them indexed, but they're not on an ancestry or a, fa- or, uh, you know, family, family search, search or, mm-hmm. um, you know, or a um, my heritage True. or whatever. So, you know, go to the county, Google the county, look at the county. Sometimes they'll have indexes or yeah. the um, county archives or state archives have indexes online. Yeah. Well, and let's take an, let's take an example. Um, I've got a record from England that I had to send away for, mm-hmm. which... Um, is awesome. If you've got any ancestors mm-hmm. from England, yeah. send away for some mm-hmm. of these documents. They're fantastic, and it's super fun to get something back from England. And um, this particular one gives a lot of information. You know, it has the names of the the surnames, their ages, um, their their professions. You know, not some of ours will give a profession too, but I don't have too many that list a profession. These give a profession, um, their residence, and their exact address, which is great, father's name, and the father's profession, which can be very helpful, as we mentioned before, you know, researching a person and trying to decide between two people of the same name. If you have a profession, you can maybe distinguish who right, those, right. which one is yeah. your guy. Um, the, yeah, and the British ones are great because, I mean, they, you can get birth certificates too, but the death certificates in the UK don't normally list the parents' names. Mm. So the marriage, marriage ones, certificate, are, they will at least yeah. list the father. But I know um, in, like, New, for instance, in New York, on the marriage licenses, it has their occupation of the, the groom, the bride and the groom. And you can figure out, especially if you have somebody who's, you know, um, I don't know, John Murphy or, mm-hmm. you know, very common name. Um, I was able to figure out which, um, which marriage was the correct one because in the census, he always, this guy said his, he was always a sign painter. And on the marriage license, it says sign painter. So I was like, oh, I have the right John Murphy because gotcha, it was such a unique, painter. yeah, it was a unique um, occupation yeah. that I could track him that way. Yeah. I know my French, uh, I think we, I, I think we did an episode on, uh, French, but 
the French genealogy research, my documents, they, those documents, if I could read, if I could read French, first of all, but if I could read old French, you know, with, with that, mm-hmm. or, and sometimes in the area that my ancestors were from, which was Alsace, could also be in German, there is so much there. We got we got one marriage certificate mm-hmm. pretty much translated. Yeah. It was yeah. nuts, the amount of stuff. Yeah. Not only the... Um, the information about the two people in the wedding mm-hmm. party, but or the two people getting married, but their whole wedding party, every man in the wedding party, where they were from, what they did, what their oh, job, wow. you know, That's just neat. so much information, yeah. and you know much more than we have. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just so sad I can't read that and do all that <laughs> deciphering because I have a ton of them. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Um, but first, we have to find these records, and um, you know they should be kept at the town level or the county level, um, and that's where you're going to get the most information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. States sometimes collected that information; the county or the town would send it to the state, but that's going to be very basic. So I try not to get it from the state unless I don't know exactly where within the state they got married. So I might send it off, and then at least that will give me. It'll come back and it'll say, okay, where, what county they got married in, and then I can go to the county and then get that application and get all the other information that you need. So sometimes it's good to send it to the state if you're not quite sure where. Yeah. Um, the other thing you can do if you just don't know is newspapers.com. Newspapers. Those engagement announcements. Uh, an engagement announcement was on a case that we were working at work. Um the engagement announcement broke open the, the whole case because I couldn't get a copy of the marriage from the state archives because the state archives is so backed up that three years later, I still haven't gotten a response oh my gosh. from my request for the marriage. And the county did not have a copy of it, even though when I found the couple's divorce, it stated that that's exactly where they got mm-hmm. married in that, st- in that city, mm-hmm. but that city did not have it. The county did not have it. So... But the marriage announcement was, um, the engagement announcement was the thing that broke that case open for me. Um, yeah. Well, sometimes they'll even list, um, you know, like a little blip about the wedding too, even though the wedding is not, there is no marriage certificate. They'll just. Correct. Yeah. 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 Or the marriage will be recorded or they'll have it in the newspaper in, you know, where the spouse is from, the husband's from, or they Uh got married in a different state, but at least you'll have that information. Right. Right. Um, but also remember that, you know, you can get a license in one county, like for instance, here in Florida, you know, you can get, um, the couple may have lived in Miami cause that's where they live. They got the license there, but then they went back to Tallahassee to get married where the bride is from and her family's there. So you think, oh, well they got married in Tallahassee. I'm going to look in Leon County for the, and mm-hmm. there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And that's because mm-hmm. they got married or they got the license in a different county. So you can always need to look for that if you can't find it where you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I think in the last episode, I remember I mentioned, you know, my, my grandparents, they born, lived, and died in Allen County, Indiana, but they went to Michigan and got married. Interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, I was shocked when Allen County came back and said, oh, no, we don't have a copy of the marriage. I'm like, yeah, what? what do you mean? They got married. Right? What? Right? So that's when I had to start, you know, doing some digging, and I quickly found out that they got married in, in Michigan. Yeah. My great-grandparents, I know I've told this story several times also lived in Ohio and went to Canada to get married. Mm -hmm. And on their marriage certificate, it says that they are sworn that they are not there for any nefarious reason. 
And mm. they certainly were. Because, mm. <laughs> because of when my grandfather was born. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fascinating. Well, we, we do have to look at those, um, you know, cross-border, cross-state lines to go get married mm-hmm. um, for those reasons or um, because the age limit is different. You know, the age of consent is different. You don't need a parent's consent. Yeah. Um, you know, Did they tell the truth about their age on these marriage certificates? Well, and I have an example of that. Um, my, my late husband's, um, one of his ancestors... Um, she lied on the marriage record and she said that she was born three years before she actually was. Oh my. So, and it was very easy to, to, to figure out because, well, her death certificate has, you know, her being, you know, three years younger when she died, but, um, she, you know, she says she was born in 1897, but she's not enumerated with the family in the 1900 census. <laughs> and that's because she was actually born in, in 1900. So yeah, she's not there. there. So, but again, yes. And then what's the reason for lying? And they did go across state yeah. lines. They also crossed state lines to go get married. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what are those reasons? Those those are, the, those are the cases where you just wonder, like, what happened when they came back? And we're like, surprise, we're married. You know, what... what right. If they went across to, you know, yeah. was the family okay you know, with it? Were they not? You know, what's what's going on? Right. I mean, there's been a couple where I've seen that they've announcement in the paper that they got married. And I'm like, I don't find a marriage record for these people, you know, in this uh-huh. place. Uh-huh. And like, oh, no, they went and got married someplace else, like three states over. Yeah. like, what? Really? They did? Had to travel far. Hmm. So, yeah, that's why, the, again, those newspapers come in handy. And there's a certain period of time in certain locations where they will list um, the people who did apply for the marriage licenses mm-hmm. or the divorces or who's getting a divorce. So this, they publish those in the they newspaper. Do. They do publish the divorces. Are very helpful at times. Yes. So, um, again, yeah, just look in those in those places. So, what information, if we're lucky, is on these marriage applicants? Remember, it, there's there's two documents. There's a marriage license, and then there's a certificate. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's all one. It's all one form. License at the top, certificates on the bottom. Uh-huh. Like I said, here in Florida, they're actually two different. Um, two different. Um, documents right. that you got to ask for but hopefully it's all in one it's got a lot of good stuff so yeah so you're going to get names parents names hopefully um where occupation they lived, occupation mm-hmm. um widowed divorced spinster you know and then you've got to decide okay well, or not you don't have to decide but you have to know like the spinster age you know it can always be different in different places or different time periods um so the British always say spinster. You're a spinster. You're a spinster. Even at like 18, you're a spinster if you're not married. Yeah. Um, who are your witnesses? Mm-hmm. Who performed the ceremony? And then right. sometimes the person that performed the ceremony might have files or documents that have been donated to local repositories that, you know, might have even more stories in there, you know, or notes or, or anything. And that could go for birth, marriage, and death or... Um, right about anybody if it's a if it's uh, a reli- if it's a, if it's, mm-hmm. it says it's a pastor or it's a priest then you know you can go to that church to yeah. see if there's more information there um, on in the records as well 
Yeah, they can. Marriage records can really give you a lot of information mm-hmm. as you're researching um, your ancestors for right. sure. Are the parents dead or alive? That they will say that too. You know, yeah. are, are the parents deceased or where are they living or where they where you know where were they born? A lot of times you'll get great information like that. And and don't be afraid to go back to the the, the county and ask. Um, you know, for those applications or for more information, and if they just, especially if they just spit out a um, mm-hmm. a computer generated form when, on your first request. Um, what about marriage bans? There's also the marriage bans and there's marriage bonds. Those are important as well because a bond is usually the husband and one of the um, bride's family members who is saying that they you know, that they're putting money up to say that you know he's going to marry her. And oftentimes those bondsmen are kin to the bride in some way or another. Okay. And this will be X amount of time before the actual marriage. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then the father's permission, sometimes there's a permission slip, or the mother's, you know, if the bride is, that they're saying that she's old enough to get married or Mm -hmm. she's underage, Mm -hmm. then those can also be filed and attached. And a lot of times the marriage bonds aren't indexed, especially the older ones. Mm -hmm. You might have Mm -hmm. to go page by page by page. But these went these went by the wayside once the marriage license and applications correct. came mm-hmm. into being. Right. So if you're looking at a couple that got married before that happened in your county or state, you need to look for these um, marriage bonds or marriage bans. Yeah. Right. So and another thing is don't just look in that state. You know, I had um, um, a family member who I knew she had been married at least twice, and I found the first marriage where she married and she's under her maiden name in 1840 in Indiana. And then she moves to Kentucky. And I thought that she lived in Kentucky um, for the rest of her life. Her, her third marriage, but when I found the marriage to the third husband in Kentucky, she's been getting married under um, a different last name. And I was like, mm, okay, hmm. so they're, I'm missing a marriage, but could not find a marriage anywhere in Kentucky for her. And, um, they lived, like I said, um, north of Louisville along the Ohio River. And um, so I looked in all the counties, up and down, in every county that I could find them enumerated in the census. And then I found um, a marriage for a woman by the same name in Arkansas. <coughs> and I was like, all right, all right I'm going to look. And I looked at the, and it was in Pulaski County, which is Little Rock, Arkansas. And it's the right name of the man, you know, the last name of the man, and it's her second marriage, you know, her her married name. And then they got married in, in the marriage took place in 1869. So in 1870, I looked for her, and sure enough, there she is in the census. And the reason I know it's her is because she had a, a child with the prior um, spouse's surname, and he's also enumerated there. So, you know, and, you know, going down the Ohio River, I guess she met some guy and he was going up and down the river. (laughs) She went to Arkansas for a little bit. I I don't know what happened to him um, because by um, 1874, then she's back in Kentucky and she's marrying her third husband. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot can happen in 10 years, you know? Yeah. So, well, this is only five years. Oh, five years. <laughs> this is okay. five years. I'm thinking so, the census. Yeah. But yeah. 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 In five 1870, years. she's in Little well, Rock. And then by 1874, she's back in. She's a fast mover. She's in Kentucky. Yes. So, <laughs> but very, um, yeah, efficient, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. So, done with you. But so, you know, you definitely, if you see a clue there, or you see something that's kind of, you know, familiar, you've got to run it down because you just yeah. don't know. So. Yeah. 
All right, well, hopefully you'll find those marriage records and you'll glean a lot of information off of them. Hope so. so. And until next time, cheers. cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.